Welcome, welcome. You're listening to season six of Oh My Travel Podcast. A travel podcast that highlights women, people of color, and our travel community. I'm your host, Janine, aka The Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host, Martha, aka Martha Getza. We have a great episode for you today. So let's go. Welcome back, everyone. We have, uh, Martha and I have a very special guest on our podcast. We have Mr. Jupiter, aka Poppy. <laughs> um, hello, hello. <laughs> you are just an extraordinary human being. I like have no words to even describe you. You are a storyteller, a photographer, content creator. Um, but I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit more about Jupiter. Well, wow. I'm so um, humbled and honored to be on your podcast. Hello, um, hello, everybody. Bonjour, bonsoir. Um, my name is Jupiter. I'd like to thank so much Janine and um, Marta for inviting me over. Um, as they said already, I'm a photographer by heart, storyteller by heart. Um, in love with people and cultures and uh, trying to understand my journey through um, life. Funny name I have is Jupiter as well. So maybe you can say the universe, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm based in Paris. Uh, my specialty is adventure. You can say adventure travel. Uh, since I was born in Rwanda, back in Africa, it's something that sort of like was instilled in me by my father and um, my mother as well, since she was also working in the tourism industry and my father was working in the tourism industry as well. And so I've always been um, uh, gravitating, I would say, close to anything travel and cultures. And I've also lived in six countries. I speak, sorry, I speak French, English, a little bit of Spanish and other languages, Hindi and um, some of Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> My Portuguese is rusted though. Um, it's better than mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's about it. I mean, I have a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of little, uh, I, I call myself a Swiss army knife. So a lot of different little things that comes along since I've been fortunate to, to, to travel and to get to know people around the world. So, I mean, I hope that sort of answers your questions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, um, Martha and I were always like, we need Jupiter on the podcast, but what are we going to talk about? Because there are just a million things we could talk about with you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yes, talk about a multifaceted person. I'm just like, where would we even start? I just want to dedicate a whole season to you. Start from the very <laughs> beginning, baby Jupiter, <laughs> to now. We're going to call it, Oh My Jupiter Podcast. <laughs> And, yeah. yeah, we should do that. We should definitely do that. Like a telenovela, but in a podcast format. <laughs> I love it. So Martha and I know you, but our audience doesn't know you. So we're going to do our um, Do You Love It icebreaker. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to ask, I'm going to say some random things and tell me if you love it or, or not. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you love it solo trips? Heck yeah. Us. Uh, um, do you love it? Drone shots. I love drone shot and I'd love to get a drone. Christine, if you're listening, give me a drone. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. 
be my drone daddy eh Ma- sugar mama <laughs> sorry I yeah i love it <laughs> um uh, yeah. indian food definitely Is what's there, your favorite yeah what's your favorite type of food no indian food what's your favorite dish indian dish i'll say maybe like a dal makhani would be my oh. favorite dish yeah like it's like black lentils and stuff with like steam rice definitely oh. like yeah i'd oh, say that like that would be my good good dish i mean there's so many kachori uh, biryani uh, i mean i lived in rajasthan so i have like a lot of rajasthani like theme based kind of cuisine and so yeah but i'd say like a lot of yeah definitely mm, yummy sounds delicious mm-hmm. do you love it penguins <laughs> yes they're my buds <laughs> <laughs> um train rides definitely yeah yeah i have a side story of of train ride i've done the longest train ride in my life i think it was a day and a half in india holy yeah but i do definitely love train rides i feel it's like a different kind of travel and stuff and i think one of my dreams would be to be able to do like an orient express or to take the train to go all the way to vladivostok and all the way to beijing which goes like oh, beijing oh, amazing yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to do the Polar Express. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> With no crime, please. No crime, yeah. <laughs> do you love it journaling? I'd love it. I don't do it regularly. I am supposed to do it regularly. It was one of my promises that I made myself to. Um but I should I do love journaling. I think I should definitely start journaling. I think that's why I started the blog as well. you know we we all should be doing more of it but um yeah, i feel you, you. Know, right? <laughs> all right <laughs> last one do you love it tea oh yes tea is one of my favorite drinks in the world um definitely chai masala would be like high 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 there in the in the list yeah and i come from a country that produces tea as well in oh, rwanda i love it mm-hmm. I I'm a big tea drinker so green tea or chamomile or... um I do a little bit of everything green mm-hmm. tea black tea white tea mm-hmm. I spill the tea <laughs> yeah, spill that's it. her favorite kind of tea <laughs> <laughs> spill the tea I've been to like a region in India where they produce tea Darjeeling like it's like the champagne of tea Oh, yeah, it's very beautiful over there. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's my next trip. Yeah. I I love tea. I'm I'm a tea drinker. I I could appreciate coffee. Um my first job was as a barista, so I feel like it, I've always, I don't know. I've always kind of been around coffee and I love the smell of coffee, but I don't know, there's just something about tea. I love it. Yeah. It's soothing to the soul. Yes. Definitely. Um, All right. So, Jupiter, you've been to so many amazing places. You have so many awesome travel stories. Can can you tell us a, a little one of your favorite travel stories? <laughs> Damn, that's a tough. <laughs> uh, so among like my numerous travel places I've been or I've done I don't have like I don't have like a top five. It's sort of like a home mix because each one has a different experience, obviously. Yeah. I mean, um, 
living in India and going to like a festival, a religious festival with 150 million people that was like up there celebrating the carnival in, in Brazil, um, traveling. Um, I did a trip, an expedition to Arizona, to the Navajo lands. And I met some um, Navajo friends as well um, back in, a few years ago. Um, I went as well on an expedition to Antarctica that I combined with Argentina, Chile. So it was like two, three different kind of, how do you call it? Um, worlds, if you can say. One was dry, and super like lunary, uh, like Martian kind of landscape. Another one was like jungle, hot and very green. Another one was like polar, cold, <laughs> spring cold and harsh. Um, and yeah, it's like, it was one of the best, like, I mean, one of the most incredible travels I've done. Uh, took friends as I climbed as well, Kilimanjaro, I always forget that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've done like some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, like there's so many I'm forgetting probably going, um, hike or was it I jumped off a cliff in I think in Africa over the over that you call it over the Victoria Falls oh wow going on a hike with uh, to see gorilla silverback gorillas and stuff yeah so <laughs> so many <I> amazing <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm saying we could do a season of just Jupiter I'm down Marta I'm down <laughs> <laughs> But today we wanted to talk about uh, more specifically Antarctica and your mm -hmm. adventures there. So can you mm -hmm. tell us how that even came about, how you decided to go and, you know, all the planning that went into it? Yeah. All right. Uh, so Antarctica actually came way back in 2000 and I think 2014. It was a long time dream of mine because I used to have like world maps at home since my father was like a huge tra um, traveler. So he, you could see all these continents. And I mean, Antarctica, I just saw it. And I was like, oh, it's okay. It's somewhere down the bottom of the earth. And I never thought people went at the bottom of the earth. And so when I started growing up and I started reading more about travel stuff, then I heard about Antarctica a little bit here and there. Then I watched like a few BBC documentaries and stuff. And I started getting a sensation that like you could go there. And I think one day I came across an expedition that went there and I was like, wow, that's crazy. People actually go there on a holiday. And I think I watched Happy Feet uh, in 2004 or somewhere like that. So that's when that cemented. But, you know, like I didn't look into it like a few years later when I was like, okay, I need to look into this seriously. Like you can go to Antarctica and how, how does it go? Like, where do you look? How do you even like, what does it look like? What do you need? How do you even plan for it? And all that kind of stuff. And back in 2014, 15, I think, I started like, okay, looking into it. I think because it was coming to a year uh, since I've been working in the online business for almost like nine years. And I think in 2000, I was starting to, in the, ten, in the year, I mean, from 2010, I was doing all like, um, I was trying to visit all the world wonders if you're the world and Asians and those that are still like hanging. Then I started doing civilization and then I started doing more like adventure, like rough kind of upbeating stuff. Uh, then I think close to 2016, I started, I wanted to do Kilimanjaro, I wanted to go to the Gorilla Trek and I wanted, I was looking definitely going to um, Antarctica. 
But by the time that I started looking into it, um, you, to go to Antarctica, you need to go by a season. I mean, you can go on another season, but it's it's almost impossible. And since I'm working, I had only a limited amount of time. Um, and as well, you can only go from two parts of the globe. Obviously, you can do it like from three parts. Like you can also do it from Africa, but it takes in Cape Town, it takes a bit longer. And some other ones you can do like a flyover and you can do a flight that lands there. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to do the whole thing. Put my feet on the continent, you know. Um, and as well, I wanted to go and actually see the emperor penguins. But they are very hard to see, first of all. And they are in a very uh, remote part of Antarctica that's it's called Snow Hill. Um, it's not every year that they have ships that go there because of the ice that sort of like as huge um, and, and it's expensive, obviously. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, okay, I just hit back and ride my and go and see other penguins. I mean, I, I looked into other like an expedition. I could take about 15 days off from work and I could go and do like a proper expedition that had every, everything on it. <laughs> That's a no. lot of, you were very specific and mm-hmm. kind of, pieced it all together yeah so did you fly in were you able to fly into antarctica or did you you took the boat oh no 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 so to fly into antarctica is like um so it's uh there's this company i think um it's quark that does it i think quark and another company does it so if you go to quark this is the company i used to go to um antarctica and actually i'll be having like a Side note, pay collaboration with them in the coming days. Oh, um, interesting. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, they have like different packages. So obviously, like I was time restrained, knowing that I lived in Dubai and Quark operates fly, uh, not flights, uh, trips from Antarctica from Puerto um, uh, Ushuaia, which is in Argentina at the tip, all the way down. Mm-hmm. Or another one is, I think, Puerto Arenas, I think, if I'm not mistaken which is a little bit up north, but it's not that regular schedule. So I looked, the one that's departing from Ushuaia and then Quark proposed different kind of expeditions, like longer ones, shorter ones, six days, seven days. And so I did like a medium, which was like a 10 day trip, which leaves from Ushuaia. And you can, there's ones that you can choose to leave from Buenos Aires. You take the boat all the way down. Mm -hmm. I decided to take the boat from Ushuaia because I mean, I used to watch documentaries about Ushuaia. It's like the last town in civilization before like going there. And I mean, there's like stories about Shackleton and all these guys going on an expedition. And so that romanticism about all these like expedition explorers and all that kind of stuff um, intrigued me. So I wanted to sort of do something similar um, and then as well go to Argentina and explore a little bit of Argentina and then go all the way to the Tierra del Fuego and then go from there. Oh, so you wanted to do it like the old school expeditioners and explorers. Exactly. But during the time that I was planning, at that time in my company, they were having like, you could ask for a bit of time off mm-hmm. or a longer one. And so I was like a little bit of torn between like, oh, do I go on a longer expedition cruise to Antarctica? Like you can go like 15 days, knowing that it's expensive. And I then so I took like a, a package where I was in a three cabin. Uh, so you pay like nine thousand, about nine thousand dollars for a three. 
so you like it's not like you're alone you're in like you share your room with somebody it's an experience yes. you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and i think yeah like if you had like a double cabin is the 11000 and if you wanted by yourself then you could go much higher um and so i was like okay i want to add a little bit of funk to my exped- my travels following all the experiences that i had behind me so i was like i want to do like Iguazu, go to Iguazu Falls and do like a little bit of jungle. And so do like a interplanetary kind of travel. So where you have the jungle aspect of it, then you go to Antarctica part of it. Then when I came back, I, I wanted, I flew off and I went to Chile to Atacama in the North. And I, I mean, Quark obviously proposes also like packages where you can go to Easter Island and stuff like that for people who travel like far away the world. I mean, if you're traveling all the way there, you might as well do a few things while you're there. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I just did like, like a three kind of three world kind of package for like super crafted design uh, travel on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's amazing. It was mm-hmm. like three or I don't know. It's like a mega, like there's the bucket list, like the what do you what would you call it like the um once in a lifetime type thing mm-hmm. you like stuck as much in as as you could yeah i try to push it i try to push the limit though like my computer i was like yo can you just ask add me extra days like i want to go to easter island as well then i want to go to like uni which is in, like i was not far away from it it was like in bolivia my company was like um no dude can't you ask back to work <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, work always ruining it <laughs> yeah it was how crazy. long was that trip so that trip ended being so let me see i flew in from dubai all the way to rio and yeah i think somewhere like from so life 16th and i think i was back in dubai on the 7th of, no i think i was back in dubai somewhere on the 10th so about like 25 days i'd say oh wow Come almost, I'll say, because yeah, I spent, yeah, I spent like ten days at least, twelve, almost eleven days on uh, on the ship, in the, at sea, and then a few days in in um in in Santiago, and then a few day, another few days, at uh, three four days in uh, Atacama, yeah. And, and how many flights oh. and stuff? Zero? Oh, how many days were you um in Antarctica? like actually there and exploring or were you on the ship on boat the, a lot of the time yeah so the way antarctica works on the expedition you're most of the time you're on the boat mm-hmm. and most of the time you'll be doing land landing so it's a very strict control environment so basically like for the view listeners out there who have not had the opportunity to do it it's like you're going into space i mean i don't know if some of you have watched like space movies where you had like a sas the control SAS, everything is super controlled because you can't um, bring um, sort of bacterials or dirt from one part of Antarctica to another part of Antarctica because they have strict, super strict regulations there. Even the way you interact with penguins or anything there, or anything actually, even a rock or a plant. Um, every time we did like a landing, you had to make sure that you cleaned before you embark onto a boat. So like we had expedition guide leaders and stuff who like scrub stuff off us. If like we walked in mud and maybe you walked in penguin poop and it was stuck on your boots and then they'll scrub it off before we get into the Zodiacs. And then when we're riding on the boat, we get clean as well. A little bit like with spray 
and then you have to remove your gi and stuff. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes yeah. sense, but yeah, like that's, that's very intense. Yeah. It's, it's very intense, but you have to remember, like, it's a very remote place. Uh, very, like, not, there's not that many people who live there, actually. It's only scientists and maybe a few military bases and stuff. Um, and so even before you go there, you have to get, like, insurance in case something happens. Because there was a few years ago where a ship got stuck uh, during the early part of the season. Oh, I should mm -hmm. also inform the, the, the guest that you can only go there in three uh, within a window of mm, i'll say three months and a half so that's the end the end of the antarctica season opens up end of november like early mid-december even and all the way up till mid-march and depending on what part of that specific time frame you're gonna go there the conditions are super different it's going to be like you're going to see more ice and you're maybe going to see a little bit more land. You're going to see maybe more mammals or you're going to see less. And stuff. It depends. And so, so is there mm -hmm. like a certain period where like it's like the best, best, best time to go or? That's the best time to go between oh. that, that specific time. Because I think every time you go, Antarctica is such a unique, uh, it's, it's such a unique place to go in, in, in like on the globe that if you go in the early part of the season, you see ginormous ice packs. And I'm talking about <laughs> huge, huge, huge. I mean, anything that you've ever thought in your life was huge. Think about it. And then maybe an ice shelf is maybe going to be three times or five times bigger than that thing. It's huge. Like, you know what I mean? I have like some pictures I'm going to be posting up and you see like you tiny besides an ice, like really tiny. Um, and I mean, if you go in the early part of the season, it's going to be white and more like, the daylight is maybe going to be shorter. Um, if you go in the later part of the season, the daylight is maybe going to be longer. If you're lucky and you go in the early part of the season, you might see an oral borealis. But it's very hard because, like, it's you have to go like maybe in winter. But winter, there's not that many people who go there because it's not it's not the best time to go to Antarctica anyway. It's like minus sixty, minus eighty. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then you might see like interactions with the penguins like they are going to be different maybe it's going to be in their mating season maybe they're all going to be in their rookery and doing like funny funny stuff or like you know just penguin lifestyle you know like they're, they're very very funny animals they're, they're like you, you can just sit there and watch them they they fight somebody steals somebody's rock somebody's the wife is shouting on the husband why didn't you do that <gasps> <laughs> I told oh you to get the milk. You didn't get the milk. <laughs> You're gonna sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. So, um, so did you get to uh, see a lot of the penguin life? I know that yeah. Happy Feet made you want to go. So, mm -hmm. were you satisfied? Yeah, I was satisfied. Obviously, in Happy Feet, the the species of that penguin is uh, is a um, is a what what's the name? It's an emperor penguin. Mm -hmm. uh, and so also in the depending on the cruise the so when you go to Antarctica depending where you go you might be able to see let's say if you go to Shetland Islands you may be able to see king's penguins so the top top penguin is like emperor kings then you have the others Adeli, Gentus, uh, Chint, um, how do you call it uh, uh, it's not spaghetti this one <laughs> macaron penguins so there are different kind of species of penguins and so I got to see like Adeli penguins chin straps 
and gentoos, obviously. And which they are very like beautiful, beautiful animals. I got to also do like a bit of kayaking um, among like uh, humpback whales in like an, in the bay. Um, I got to do like standard paddle board uh, in, in the frozen water. I got to do like a polar plunge, which was like, or unreal I almost <laughs> tell <laughs> yeah I'm so curious about that because I feel like oh my god like if I jump in like what I think is cold water which obviously it's in no compare like can't even compare that to polar water but I freak out like I feel like I can't breathe like tell us about that it's it, it is good actually for your blood so you kind of you want to do it sort of like you jump from a jacuzzi like how they're doing in the Scandinavia and you jump from like a, a, um, a sauna and then you go into the cold water and you come back. So like good for blood circulation. Obviously you have to see a medical doctor before you do that. Um, but yeah, jumping in a, in a sea, frozen sea beside the boat was just on another level. We had like a rope tied around us um, just because there was a little bit of current. It was just like, I, I told my friend, it was just jumping like in a giant margarita <laughs> my blood was oh like crazy. it was just like hilarious it was unreal yeah it was one of the craziest things i've ever done i think like that and 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 even doing stand-up paddleboard it was just crazy like i think the only time i ever did a stand-up paddleboard was in antarctica really oh, yeah wow. i think yeah. i never get a chance to do it and it was just there that i like you know i just did it oh. yeah Oh, that's amazing. What would you say to anyone who really wants to go to Antarctica? They don't know where to begin. Um, I mean, how would you even go about like your initial research or how, what would, what advice would you give? I'd say like looking to like trips, like how many days you want to go. I'd say like the optimum minimum, optimum, optimum trip time will be like a 10 day cruise. Um, okay. Obviously, the shortest way to get there is going from Ushuaia um, because also like you get to do like a little bit of other activities not just like on board of the ship. Obviously, I forgot to mention like you have like it's like a school day trip where you have like historians, uh, biologists, um, people who are specialized in birds. Uh, I think it's ornithologists that call them. Um, and you learn a lot about the place. At the same time, you can just chill down in the lounge, listen to like just the sea going by. Um, and if you want to really plan for this trip, I would say like a 10 day, 11 day will be the best time to do it. Uh, I would say look in advance, maybe a year or two, because maybe, you know, I don't think everybody has just like 10 grand just lying there in their, <laughs> in yeah. the cupboard. I mean, if you do great for you kudos take me with you <laughs> uh you need insurance as well uh strong insurance you have to have a medical checkup as well uh because maybe some people are not really good on this on the how do you call it being on the boat and the rocky side of it um and what else would i say just plan it out like maybe a year or two like in, some people want like this year they have a cruise uh, that is going to be like for the full moon or something. Um, yeah, full moon, I think that's going to be happening there. I'll say like, yeah, just plan it for the end of the year or after just the beginning, early part of the season of the year, like January, Feb. Um, what else can I say? Yeah, just take it out like a month, a year at least. Yeah, give it a year. And you need like a lot of 
equipment as well. I mean, equipment in terms of like you need socks, a lot of socks, <laughs> uh, like perma gear, like in uh, inner layers and all that kind of stuff. So if you're going climbing and stuff, like trousers, things that you don't want to miss, sort of like maybe a wetsuit and stuff, maybe even my wetsuit, like an after ski kind of thingy, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the wind like a balaclava. I, I forgot the wind is like blishing when you're on the, on the how do you call it on the sh on the bridge and stuff like that. You go out on the on the boat. Uh, yeah, it gets really cold. Oh my God, yeah, I could imagine the packing list for for a yeah. trip like that is intense. <laughs> but it's I found like it really an onion, like an onion, just like an onion, three layers. Layers. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, school. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you would be learning so much or that you could just kind of set up like a good little pupil and take a bunch of notes from all these different um, types of, you know, experts. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's super. It's one of those trips like, wow, that you have so much information that you receiving you bird watching what's like what's an albatross or oh, it's a bird that flies like, I don't know, almost its whole lifetime it spends flying like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, it's there's so much information that you learn the different kinds of birds the mating season and you know you attend it sometimes you like you know I just want to chill back and just like go walking around the bridge but you know when you leave like Ushuaia for three days you don't see land for like three days you only see like mountains and mountains of ocean <laughs> like wave after wave after wave and so yeah you just chill you make you make friends that's another thing a plus is like you make friends on the ship um, you learn about other stuff. Um, you can journal, which would be a good thing. You can just let your mind wander, and you know you're just cut out from from like the everyday hustle. You know you're just out there, and it's just like you, people on the boat. You're eating, you're being taken care of, and all you need to do is just enjoy the experience. And I mean, once you you start coming across the island, the, the mountains and stuff, it's just like wow. That's, That's awesome. amazing. I mean, I definitely want to go. It's one of those things that I don't know it just sounds so I don't I don't even know how to describe it out of this yeah. world yeah out of this <laughs> world because it's like I don't know the last frontier right like it's like this thing that a lot of people don't go to like mm. Yeah, like Jupiter said at the beginning, um, like with the old timey explorers, like something that's very romanticized because it's yeah. not everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I definitely get that feeling. Um, what would you say was the not funnest, but what was the most unexpected thing that you learned um, with all those experts teaching you a little bit of stuff? Um. Well, that's, that's a very good question, Arthur. I'd say like I learned um, about how did like sort of the, the fragility of the ecosystem of there and, and how like you think like, oh, all this, because it's so remote, you think like all the things that we sort of garbage that we throw around here doesn't get there. And it's funny, actually it does. And it's it's actually crazy. It, it does it does get there. And and just how fragile it is, you know, like the, the fragile, the, the fragility of Antarctica, it's crazy. I mean, there's lots of ice, obviously, and ice just takes forms and then disappears and then another comes and, and you just, it's a cycle, right? Um, I mean, in terms of myself as well, I would say like, 
I was quite blown away by the experience in itself, like how how I like I saw myself as a tiny person in the universe, you know, like how we just mankind were just tiny, like this. I mean, obviously, we don't need to go on another planet to discover, like, wow, there's other planets. We can just go maybe under the water, under the sea. There's like other worlds as well. Jupiter, what was your big takeaway from this Antarctica trip? Um, so yeah, I would like I was, I was saying like how small we are in this universe. Um, my biggest takeaway would be to just simply and the, the gratitude. I think uh, one of the things that I had was just the gratitude to be able to 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 see the beauty of nature, the beauty of the universe, the beauty that surrounds us. Um, because obviously I, I was in a privileged position to be able to afford to go on such a trip. Uh, I was also in a privileged position to have ice and all my senses working to be able to feel and uh, to be able to walk around, you know, um, to run around and see and and just taking all the beauty. And I know that sometimes it's uh, it's not easy and people don't have that chance or that opportunity as well to, to be able to see a such beauty. And, and, and it's my responsibility as well to be able to share it with my loved ones and, and the other communities and people all over the world and those who are listening as well, um, to be able to share that beauty of the world and the, and the uniqueness of such a place, you know? Uh, and I mean, maybe some people in their lifetime will never go and it's maybe not their thing to go there. And I understand that as well. And so um, just humbling, just such a humbling experience as well, I would say, definitely. Well, that's amazing. Mm. No, and we appreciate you sharing that with us as well, because I mean, I would love to go there, but like you said, not everyone will make it out there. So here's hoping, crossing my fingers, but I feel like my percentage is quite a small one. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you never know you know trust me like um the, uni the universe i would say has a way a mysterious way of working things out number one and um you know just put it out there you never know you definitely you really really never know that's You're very right. true mm. um so now that you've experienced this or mm -hmm. that great trip and you've had so many like you mentioned earlier in the podcast so mm -hmm. what is your next big adventure do you have your sights set on any location any event um anything like that um that's a very good question martha uh thanks uh go willing <laughs> the universe aligning its stones precious stones <laughs> be watching way too much adventures jupiter <laughs> uh <laughs> I would say like, uh, I think four years ago or somewhere, also I have like a huge crush on Mexico. Um, so I think like a few years ago, I wanted to do like the uh, Dia del, del Muerte. Yeah, Dia de los Oaxaca. Muertos. I think I talked about it with Janine. Mm -hmm. I know there's like a few canyons as well um, in, in Mexico that I want to explore. I mean, obviously like, I've been to like Yucatan like twice already. And I think when I went to Yucatan, we were way back a long time ago. It used to be like, it was still bumping, but like 
Tulum was like a little dead place. Yeah. It was like in, way back in 2008 when I went, uh, 2009 or 10 when I went to Tulum. Uh, but no, uh, definitely I want to uh, hit, like I wanted to go to Madeira uh, close to the end of the year. Um, which is like an, an adventure place. I've got Mongolia on my eyesight as well. Mm, what else? I want to organize a tri group trip to India. Nice. Uh, uh, that would be something I would really like to take people to India. I would also like to do like, oh, actually, I'm flirting with the idea. I'm flirting. <laughs> I would love to oh. organize a group trip. This would be, you know, I think earlier you said it, uh, Janine things or Martha you said like things coming up and lining again like like a, a full circle mm -hmm. uh, and so like since my father used to organize the tourism like used to take groups to go and see safaris in Rwanda uh, and I'm I think I'll I did this is what I wanted to do until Rona came and showed up and like party pooper <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah I'd love to do like group trips um India will be one of my favorite places to take people with me on a group trip. Rwanda will be another one. And since I lived in Africa, obviously I would like to take them to Rwanda, Ghana, and the longer, long, uh, and anywhere like I have a few places in mind. Um, and yeah, another one would be definitely to, to explore a few places in, in, in the Far East, uh, like Mongolia, Uzbekistan, um, all the stunts basically <laughs> all the stunts um, I love it all the stunts right um, yeah but for now since the Rona is the party poop I think I'll just stick to Europe for now since it's a hustle um, and, and focus a little bit more on adventure travel but definitely yeah so if anybody's listening out there um, yeah I'll put up a, a thing on my, way, on my website and on my email list that I'm creating to see who's interested in coming with me on a good trip yeah. oh my gosh I would love um, that would be so amazing for you to do a Rwanda trip like your daddy used to yeah I feel like that would be a very nice tribute yeah. to to him I mean I don't know um if he's still with us or not but just a tribute to like you know what oh, he, he dedicated oh, okay sorry yeah, to yeah. hear that but uh, yeah it, I think yeah. it would be quite nice to to kind of you know take on the role that your dad used to have yeah and I think for, I followed that sort of like Trip, I know, I sort of that, how do you call it? In French, we say le, le, le fil conducteur, the, the red line, you know, in a story. Because oh. <laughs> uh, I was, I used to work in an airline and you know, when you go on a, on a, on a layover or something like that, you always win a group, right? So it was always like, it's something that I've always like been following me somehow. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know, definitely like Rwanda and India will be like, yeah, you, you got your first sign up. Let me know. Yes. <laughs> I, when you mentioned Ghana, I have I have been wanting to visit there. Um, the textiles mm -hmm. just are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Every all, all the things that I see from there. Um, so that's been one that has always stood out to me, a country. I used to I used to live with a lady there, a family, sorry, who actually used to make batiks. So they're called batiks. Oh, uh, way back in, in the 90s <laughs> um yeah it's it's such a beautiful culture as well oh my god it's such a beautiful culture oh, amazing mm -hmm. all right jupiter i'm gonna ask you our last question yeah ask everyone question of the season <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo. 
Why do you travel? ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué yo viaje? <laughs> my, my simple answer, which is, is like my go-to answer, like, you know, shoot your shot. My name is Jupiter. Like, if I don't travel, then why would they name me Jupiter? <laughs> okay, enough of the nonsense, Jupiter. Uh, why do I travel? I feel like it's part of our DNA. So I always used to have a discussion with people. It's a little bit scientific. I'd say like in human um, DNA, it's part of like, it's part of us to travel, to, to go somewhere else. Obviously, if you fast forward today, it has a different connotations because there's boundaries and all that kind of stuff. But I think humans in, as part of their DNA, they were nomads, right? They will move from one place to another for food, for different reasons, obviously. Um, and so I would say like my DNA of traveling comes from my quests and in search of a, a meaning, why I'm here, what's my purpose, to my search of belonging, building a community, understanding my fellow peers, understanding the other humans or people who surround me and see my curiosity of wanting to learn, wanting to understand the world. You know, I was brought up in a country, very, very tiny country, a landlocked country actually. And unfortunately I was a refugee for a very long time. Uh, and so in my quest of trying to understand all these things to try and learn and understand my place in the global world, I was made, I had to like learn and I had to travel and I had to, to go within me myself as well. You know, maybe sometimes travel doesn't have to mean you going from San Diego to Los Angeles. It can also go in within yourself. I think there's something I learned when I went to India. How do you travel within yourself? And so that would be my three things. That's really deep, Jupiter. I was, you know, I knew you were gonna do that though. I knew, I knew. It's gonna be like this eye-opening, like very philosophical. No, I love it. And I just, I love listening to anything you have to say about travel, like not just like your travel stories, which are amazing by the way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm sure, Anyone who's listening right now probably wants to hear more stories, wants to see more content. So where can everyone find you? So you can find me in Walmart on the section J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Home Depot on the, in the kitchen section. Oh man, I'm just, oh no, I'm just, I'm just falling from my leg over here. Uh, so you can find me on Jupiter Connections with a K, uh, no with a C. K stands for my family name. Actually, that's why I just changed it. Um, on Facebook, on Instagram. I mean, the whole Facebook family, Instagram. Um, soon on YouTube, will be the, under the same name as well. And yeah, and even in Twitter, Jupiter Connect. Uh, where else can you find me? Yeah, Jupiter Connections is on my, you know, you can find me there. Oh, you can find me in Paris if, you, if you're lucky <laughs> enough to travel uh, in this treacherous times and interesting times you can find me in paris hit me send me a dm i'll be more than happy to show you around to share you the secrets of paris with a nice vino and a nice dinner only oh that's really sweet of you jupiter um mm. we can't wait to see you in paris one day one day Hopefully. Um, but thank you so much for coming on um the podcast and just sharing all this 
all this amazingness, like you just, you're such a, an incredible person. Um, I love your travel spirit and um, uh, we'll, we'll have to have you on again because there's so much to talk about. <laughs> exactly, so much to talk about and so much wisdom. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Muchísimas chicas, muchísimas gracias. Thank oh. you for your hosting this incredible space, for your incredible energy as well. Um, and it's funny, we never met physically, but like we have like auras that have met already in another <laughs> in another parallel universe, you know, maybe on Tatooine uh, in, in Star Wars or somewhere like that. <laughs> I definitely need to stop watching a lot of Disney. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time and um uh, and Marta I know your work uh, thanks a lot appreciate it and Janine you woke up so early <laughs> from your incredible <laughs> schedule Janine is like the president of the United States she's busy she's way too busy <laughs> thank you I really appreciate it ladies yeah no of course anytime yeah <laughs> we're gonna link all of Jupiter's info in the description so make sure to check them out and we'll see you next time Jupiter Muchísimas Bye. gracias. Buenos días. Ciao, ladies. Take care and stay Au safe. Au revoir. Au revoir. Keep safe. <laughs> One love from above and beyond. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at oh my Travel Podcast at the wild explorer and at martha gets it and please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on apple Podcasts. bye, bye.